Rick Madison here with Scott Lanigan. Welcome, Scott. Well, the, thanks, Rick. To the big show. It okay. is a big show well, now, isn't it? You know, it's some people it's say there. show, and it's it's not a show. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, how would you uh, well, classify it? Well, because you have to have a little bit of entertainment, and so far, none. Um, so, what's your spirit animal? Wow, that would be nice to know. Um, I think. Well, I, would, I don't think you reach out to anyone oh, to find out. You don't ask. Like, how do you? How do you, do? You, is there like? Do you Google it, or do you just come up with your own spirit animal? How's this work? I think you make it up. I think oh. you make up your spirit animal because for me, um, I'm not going to give you mine unless you give me yours. I think. I think there's one I would like to be versus what I would probably choose. Most people would probably think of me as. A dog? Whatever. No, a handsome, you know, animal that's cuddly and warm and friendly and you know, responsive. It was interesting and, is I noticed you throw some adjectives in front of yourself. Well, that's one of what I think people would say. But is that marketing? Is that I, what that could is? Be. It could be because I'm, you know, I, I probably, you know, I'd like to be a bit of a wolf. You know, oh, like yeah. That, you know, you kind of yeah, like but that strong and people like that guy. You yeah, know, but, but then you, maybe a bit of panda mixed in there, too, because you're kind of, you know. They're well, docile. You, yeah. you like to look at them, maybe. Yeah, and they kind of roll around a lot. And, a bit pudgy. And, <laughs> and they don't seem to be any threat to anyone. No. Except themselves. But then the wolf comes. See how that oh, worked there? Oh, 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 oh. What about you? What's your spirit animal? You know what? I've, uh, I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about Nor it. Nor have I. I don't know if anybody could notice that. <laughs> But I, I, you know what, when people ask me that, and I get that question a lot, I'm sure you do. like, I'm just like, uh, another question about spirit animal. Come on. Like, I, I think I've got it. Ostrich, right? Uh, like that. <laughs> close. Okay. Close. Um, no, you know what? I've always fancied myself. Emu. Cause that's close to an ostrich. <laughs> it's a bird. Okay. <laughs> no, I feel like a sloth some days. Oh yeah. Okay. Slow moving, but. But generally speaking, they actually aren't hunted, like by anyone. That's a good call. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Because I, well, I think uh, now if if a lion's out there going, well, well, if it's a sloth or nothing, probably choosing sloth. I'm just saying. I I would take the uh, the lion's um, conjugal life. That's for sure. Because I think it's like 17 times a day or something like that that wow. they have um, coffee. With, uh, with to be me honest, both. I've never studied that. And so that would be, I was trying to go back to my biology class and I don't recall that. Did you go to class? Let's, let's just say that, um, I, I tried to use my wit and charm more than attendance when I was in high school. So you tried to befriend the teacher in order to get you. Yeah. 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 No, that's I smart. You might resonate with me on that. Well, I, I, by all parts am lazy. Um, so it was important for me to extend just enough to get that C plus. And Rick, there's nothing wrong with GEDs. There isn't. I just, just in case you wonder. But you know what I found is, is some teachers finally said, listen, I know what we're all doing. I know your role. I know my role. And let's just, Let's just grind out an existence together. And I think it was my biology teacher. Yeah. And his name was Dr. Boyle. He was a doctor. I don't know of what. Maybe a podiatrist (laughs) or something. Maybe he just put doctor in front because it was like, if I let Boyle hang out there by itself. (laughs) I know. What a life going through as a Boyle. No. Like you just. I'd change that pretty quickly. No, because you'd be, you're getting up angry. Like every morning you're just getting up and I'm I'm angry. What if his name was like Lance Boyle? Like oh, that and then you would have actually, you'd probably get on, um, uh, well, Johnny Carson used to do it, Leno, but now 
I don't know. Kimmel would probably have something oh, about he that. He would eat that for dinner. If it's Lance Boyle? Oh, yeah. That's a horrible thing by the parents, though. <laughs> don't you think? I would. I'm so glad they named yeah. Rick because yeah, well, <laughs> we all know where that could have gone. Are you suggesting, because no one has ever called me Dick Madison. Maybe you could, do you want to start the trend or? I Come on, T-Bone. Well, Give her a go. T-Bone. Rick or Dicker is what I like more than you that. Do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's it's happy. It is happy. Yeah. It, it infuses a bit of energy into the day. Well, enthusiasm, if nothing else. So you're, you're, a, you're a religious man, yeah. some might say, some might suggest. Give me some idea of, <laughs> and you're already smiling, but no, this is a very serious question. Thanks for question. all the prep. I really thanks, appreciate it. Thanks this. for all yeah. the serious questions. But is, is there anything in the good book that suggests <laughs> that we were going on the right path? Like, is, was there any kind of uh, map in the good book that talks about now that, you know, we're, we're on a good humanity path? Is there anything? Is there anything in there that... Corinthians. Look at you pulling well, out some you know, actual books within the just, book. Not just keeping these headphones apart. Like there's, there's a head up there. I'm super proud of you right now. You actually surprise me every day. It kind of goes back to that ricker dicker, right? It does. <laughs> you kind of wake up there. Now, he, yeah. you know, the, the, the book actually details a lot of things. Some uh, are very specific. Others are kind of open in general. Well, and it's got to be a timeless classic. That's so right. they can't yeah. actually. Okay. There specify. is within the particular stream that I find myself involved with, uh, involved with called Christianity. That would have the essence of there is a relational element more than a religious element. So then you would actually have a relationship with God or a deity, if you will. And in doing so, then you, there is a mutual kind of, hey, uh, I will um, navigate my life with how you've identified me, how you've created me, how you purpose me. And then I'll live that life out on a path that uh, I kind of navigate together with you, which the Bible would articulate, hey, Here's some strategies how to do that. So you could, you know, find out how you uh, become a better uh, individual within the context of that as well. How you can kind of become a better. What if you've hit like a ceiling for that? Like you're just, you're knocking it down on every front. Like, is is there any? <laughs> there is no ceiling, Rick. I know often it feels like when I'm talking to you, it is a glass ceiling. I'll be honest with you. But I mean, just, you know, New Year's resolutions come around. New Year's resolution coming, and you're like, what would I change? You know, like, is is there any of that? There is. There are some good things you can change. And I, if you're looking for lists, I've got, you know, I'll be honest, I've, I've diaried about you, about Have you? journal. It's more of a journal of just like, wow, things Rick could change. Well, a and long... then there's a page of things Rick should change and things that I don't have any hot hope he will. That's my three pages. I, I would look at the list. I, I don't know if I would indulge myself with the list and actually read it over in any kind of, like, taking much time. Just because your 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 judgment is often aired, especially when it comes to hockey teams. But that's another subject. I know you're dying to get into that, but we're not going to get into that right now because we got no. Just, that. So let's just get this out of the way. Uh, you and I are on different sides of the fence with many, many, so like many so many things. issues. Um, just when it comes to, well, let's talk hockey first. Um, your team. Uh, didn't actually win anything after they beat my team. So so it, it feels like they're still even in a way. No, and I know how you could tell yourself that, like when you wake up in the morning after my team beat your team. You know. uh, Oilers uh, and it's Coilers versus the Flames, the, the mighty and majestic 
and historic Calgary Flames. Well, let's like speaking of flames, Rick, and and into our earlier kind of you know discussion around religion. You know, if you're to look in the Bible, you know, what do flames reflect within that context? I'll tell you, it's often of you know destruction, hell, and all those things. Whereas in the Bible, oilers, oil is often thought of as healing. Um, meaningful longevity and so it's just interesting that that would be from the formation of the world that would be kind of carried all the way through what's interesting about that is if you've met milan lucic um he does wreak havoc no question so i enjoy the fact that they (laughs) they destroy they take out they absolutely eviscerate other entities such as and previously spoken of the coilers except Um, this year because <laughs> they didn't. And that was what's so hard. I know. Well, you and know I'm what? Sh- it's, okay. it's a moment in time. You know what that is? It's just. Give me one moment and I, in time. I'll take that moment. I'll be honest with back you. Back to my goldfish brain. I don't even know what happened in this playoffs. But I am I am looking forward to the, uh, the ultimate final, Tampa Bay versus Colorado. Because I do think we have two great teams. Agreed. Uh, one team's going for a third Stanley Cup. Another team's just trying to get there and and uh, have all the fixings, I would say. I would agree. I think it's the two best teams that should be there. I don't think either one of our teams, sadly, no. probably could have achieved that paramount success this year. Although, great building blocks for next year. Uh, did you know on uh, said Tampa Bay Lightning, Mr. Corey Perry could lose three Stanley Cup finals in a row? Did you know that? Could lose. Yeah, he's yeah. lost two and... and uh, oh, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So he's not exactly a rabbit's foot right <laughs> no. now. No. <laughs> so that it, is hashtag depressing right there. It, it is actually. But you know what? He's won just about at every level. Yep. So... Hey, he, I'd take him on he, my team. He's a winner. I, I do feel, just talking about the emotional turmoil I go through as, sure. as a passionate hockey fan, I want to um, basically clear off the slate for the whole team uh when we lose in the playoffs oh. like i really want to start from i don't know uh a pair of hockey skates oh. and then just build up from there because and, and it's not because i'm angry at every one of the team i am but i i just feel like it's a very important to win and if you don't win then you don't have a place here no <laughs> And, and so I don't th- I don't think it's a great idea for me to have any kind of role as a GM. No, I don't think you would have much, nor would I. Like, listen, uh, you know, as I'm pretty sure you would, uh, as I'm watching said uh, game between no, no matter the Oilers Flames or Oilers Colorado, because we beat the Flames this last year and went to the second round. Uh, there was the you ever third had round. pen thrown at you? you no, know, I have had many things thrown at me, but. Uh, I literally will lose sleep if if the game was wretched. I like watching the game. I can't sit still. I, I'll be like, do I wear a jersey or don't wear a jersey? Because when I wear a jersey, they lose. But if I don't wear a jersey, should I sit in this seat? And it's, yeah. I, I'll be admittedly, I'm pathetic. No, if if they play that song before your game, um, actually they will probably lose. That's true. okay. <laughs> oh Canada. Um, okay, so listen, let's. I want to get back to this because this is fun. So you never played hockey. No, I did. No, you didn't. I was part of the Karenport Wheaties. It was a peewee team in Saskatchewan. Wheaties, Saskatchewan. I kid you not, still have the jersey. Number 10, because growing up in Saskatchewan. Number one in your heart, number 10 (laughs) in your program. Growing up in Saskatchewan, we had uh, basically two channels. One was the local channel. The other was CBC. And so Saturday night, I'd get a haircut in hockey. We might fry up some hamburgers. hamburgers. So you had two options, Toronto Maple Leafs or Montreal Canadiens. 
And you went with the Oilers. Went with, <laughs> no, it was pre, pre. And uh, Guy Lafleur played for Montreal. Oh, and so I had the flower. Uh, I had the flower, and he. So that was why I chose number ten for my Camper Wheaties. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, quick story about Lafleur. I was on a motorcycle trip. A guy actually played junior hockey against Guy Lafleur. Really? And he said the coach came came into the room on the on the whiteboard. Well, I guess back then it was a chalkboard. So on the whiteboard he, or chalkboard, he goes, uh, "Okay, this is the player that will." basically destroy us. I want everybody to think about when he comes over the boards, I want everyone to lock in on him. Yeah. He said at the end of the game, they walk in, they lost uh, 7-3. Uh, Guy had scored four goals and had three assists. And he said, <laughs> faster, heavier shot, NHL caliber, just deeks and moves and everything else he said there was no way you could even touch we knew he was the player and you still couldn't stop him he says three guys would be unbelievable like hanging off of him and he'd still score a goal so that's how good he was oh uh, yeah tough as nails too right oh and yeah i think he smoked too all the time didn't he and he like, was a bit of a smoker did you ever did you ever smoke uh like you try it in high school but no not oh, like so you did succumb to peer pressure no rick very limited I just, my parents both smoked. Uh, They were spirited smokers, so two or three packs a day. And I found by the end of high school, I'd smoke in a few cartons. Yeah, I can imagine without even kind of smoking, right? It was an occupation for them is what I'm hearing. It was something that they really reveled in. And uh, my trip from Tabor to Regina in the Oldsmobile Classic okay, yeah. was a fun one because it was cold oh, yeah. and no ro- rolling down the windows. So uh, that was a longer trip. Oh, and I can imagine it was. Plus, you're going to Regina. Yeah. You're going to Regina. Yeah. So, like that's a trip unto itself. Like enough, enough. When stuff. you have to pass through Speedy Creek, and that's like a highlight. Swift Current. Thanks. That's rough. I just in case. Well, you looked at me a little bit. Fi- which again. Uh, for our listeners, uh, obviously, when Rick looks at me that way, that's not uncommon. Do you call it's a bit of a, salmon arm salmon fin, too? Is that your well, little you thing? Well, you know, it can be like an appendage, right? So it's like a fish appendage. There's lots of different you, ways. You'd be big at parties, hey? I am. Stop, Rick. I, now I'm getting just embarrassed. It's and a bit sweaty. Okay, so you're you're married still. Yes. Right? Does she ever do anything that just bugs you? Like that you want to just share with a group. Is there a group here or is it just you that are you're looking? It's just, just you and me. I know I got you. Just you and me. That's right. Yes, of course. I'm pretty sure, though, uh, the annoyance okay, level is probably two to one in um, well, her, of my course. favor. Actually, that would Our be a true favor? statement. True statement. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. oh, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, this is probably your venue for speaking about said speaking things. Speaking about what, what my wife does that annoys me. Yeah. Um, so it's because actually this is the path to resolution is just even speaking of it's it. true. Sometimes the small things can drive me. So, uh, it's actually, uh, uh, her maiden name's Eliason. So it's an Eliason trait. They'll use Kleenexes and then just leave them around. Oh. So she does that. Nothing like ever on a like, counter. What is ever this? On yeah, a counter, yeah. Though? I'm like, what is this doing here? Like what in the world is that? Like there's a garbage can. Like we just, it's just an easy toss. Just like, woo. Right in there. You know what? Yeah. Especially given this pandemic we've gone through and we know how yeah. much, I swear, you know, I she know. is just, she's, she's actually thumbing, uh, uh, the whole society. Right. Really. Like, like we're, sanitation is hello. Right. And on top of that now, and I'll be honest, the other, 
Yeah, the be other, honest. The other no more place lies. we've had, okay, no more tended lies. to have the, you know, a wee bit of tension, if you will. You can use other adjectives for that. Would be, uh, you know, driving together sometimes. Oh, there can be a bit yeah. of, you know. Does she ever camp out in the left lane? Yeah, uh, well, it's usually I. I typically am driving more often than not, and um, okay. um, you know, there's, there's, you know what? Okay, so um, commentary perhaps that happens sometimes. Oh, does she mm. in what you're doing? Yeah, because I can see you um, having a little bit of a jittery uh, driving style. Hey, that's that's strong. Yeah. I would say intentional. Nervous? An intentional would be my term you for it. Do you aim the car or do you drive the car? No, we'll we'll get there in an efficient time and a strategic fashion. Oh, so do you drive just a little bit above? Rick. I, it, again, it's intentional. As a man so, of God. <laughs> you know, wow, Rick, there is, that's an added layer. So um, I think my parents told me growing up, God is with you up to the speed limit. After that, you're on your own. <laughs> True story. Wish I was lying. Uh, Sean Reimer. He controls the flow in the lake. Brought him up a few times. Uh, we have some flooding conditions right yeah. now. And it's, it's uh, you know what? Like, I, some days he probably gets a basket, like a big bouquet, a gift. And then other times, I'm sure it's a bag filled with, with dog feces that is lit on fire outside of his office. Like you can't win Mm-mm. on that on that front. Well, and it's and it's like I noticed on uh, Kelowna Now website that they had not been posting the water levels on the lake, but they got a lot of feedback that people are very interested. So much so that they said, "Hey, we're going to do daily updates at at three a.m." I'm like, when you're getting that much feedback on yeah. you know independent from that, I can't imagine what the guy's dealing with. Well, and and part of it too is. Um, and this has been spoken about on the program. We have a we have a water flow we have to commit to for the U.S. I'm sure they have more than they want. Um, but the other thing too is on those floodplains, like, and we have several uh, scattered around. They seem to flood every year. Every I time. mean, how do they get insurance? I don't even know. So I had friends that posted yesterday, a little Insta story, that uh, right off Mission Creek, they're just flooding their backyard. Just It's just creeping. You just watch it. And they're like, I think they post the same video every year, right? Of the same thing coming up. They're like, right on the bank there. Do we use the new one or do we use last year, the year before right, that? Right, because before what's that? the point? And, and it seems like in the last number of years, it's been flood, fire, smoke, heat. Like we just rotate <gasps> through what's going on. Is this biblical? On. Is this not what this is? Well, Rick, we can uh, talk a bit. I, it, it, it feels biblical, let me tell you right now. My goodness. Well, I language, know. Scott Lanigan. I know. I, <laughs> you. It's a family show, Rick. <laughs> um, so if if you, would you be one of those people that actually loads uh, sand? Because uh, let's face it, you're not built for power. But like, is it more wow. logistics or? You know, I, I tend to pack a stronger punch than most people would anticipate, Ricker. I, I get that mostly from you. Um, so is it, no, but is, is sandbagging in your repertoire? I, I'll, yes, it is. You so sandbag and other things. I help out with uh, Green Bay Camp uh, on the West Kelowna. And I was on, the, I chaired the board there, uh, just in case. I don't think you've ever chaired anything, right? <laughs> and um, I was on the board. And uh, a number of years ago when the pool got really, uh, I think it was 2017. Was that 2017, 2018? It was really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, sandbag like crazy. We spent, uh, I think, a f- 
three, four days just loading up sandbags and because uh, it, it creeped up incredibly far. Matter of fact, it wrecked our dock out there. We had to replace the dock because the flooding was so bad. I think I was there the year after. Yes. So I do believe I'm in for a discount or a refund I of some sorts. Already, didn't you sneak in? No, because I had, because I was walking across the dock going, I think I'm owed a dock here. <laughs> You know, if I can't jump in the water safely, I do believe Green Bay owes me something. Do you even know how to swim? I have water wings. No, and I've seen, they're big wings, let me tell oh. you. Because there's, yeah, you, I'm not saying you're husky. I'm just saying you're no, you're a little heavier than me. So there probably so, needs to be some sort of inflatable device. Tough, that, tough to get the water wings around thunder and lightning. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. Yes. <laughs> Thighs? Or are you talking to your arms? Call the vet, couple sick pythons. The one thing that uh, you probably get a lot in your day, like you probably get a lot coming at you, you actually have, I think you have a job. Anyway, so at some point, it's got to be too much. Is there, is there meditation? Is there a song? Is there like yogurt? Like, I don't know. Like, how do you relax? Because maybe you eat for comfort. Like, it looks like you now, might eat for comfort. Like, I, I, <laughs> uh, I actually do believe... Um, resilience is a lost art in our culture. Uh, I think we haven't really been taught very well to be resilient, even from kidlets all the way up to, to adults. So uh, as soon as something, uh, it, we're forced to pivot. Now, not necessarily a pandemic, but as well as a pandemic, uh, f more people kind of collapse under that pressure rather than rise to it. And uh, I just don't, I, I think we haven't, you know, it's kind of like when you're kids, when I was playing Saskatchewan, when I was, you know, uh, watching the Montreal Canadiens, uh, we played with dirt. And we were outside all the time. We're doing all so kinds of stuff. So you were super poor. <laughs> super poor. I don't think talking about eight just potatoes and carrots. And sorry, sorry. Financially despondent. Thank How's that, you, Rick? That feels much better. Although I still think you mean it was poor. And uh, but we, you know, we you weren't so concerned about. You're just hey, you're playing. You're outside. You're not worried. It wasn't like helicopter parenting that kind of stuff. And then you, you know, over the years, I think we've got just so much more protective and concerned, and we've lacked that resiliency. So fast forward to your or rewind to your question, which was, what do I do? I, I I'm pretty intentional about. Um, leaving work at work as much as possible. That, now, that's not always possible, but, um, you know, like, hey, process at home. If you need to call somebody, call somebody just to kind of get rid of it. And then by the time you get home, uh, that you're not taking it to your family, you're not taking it kind of home so you can take a break there. Uh, I, I regularly take walks, um, uh, will read uh, different things, l listen to music for sure. I'm a big Jimmy Buffett fan. So mm. uh, Jimmy gives me respite truly. Like I just throw Jimmy on, it's, kind of fun music it's just it just creates a bit of an atmosphere so at supper we'll throw it on we'll just kind of chill out and i think for all of us for my family all of us are working it just it's just a respite right and realize hey you got to take it in pockets because something's going to come up that's okay deal with it and then move on so uh, a friend of mine dan allen he uh, teaches at the college and, and he says uh and we were doing a project together and he says i really want to have amarillo by morning uh hey, as, as part of this little uh video series and i said why this song? And he said, well, actually, no matter what's going on in my day, and, you know, he's juggling a bunch of businesses, he's teaching at the college, everything else, and, and he plays that song, and it reminds him to to breathe and, and kind of huh. take a moment. Yeah. So Amarillo by Morning, if you check up the, uh, the lyrics, you'll see why it gives comfort to our good friend Dan Allen. That's odd. It's a great tune. It is. So I don't know if I mentioned this, but way back in the 80s, my mom would be cleaning the house yeah. and there'd be a song that comes smoking on. Smoking or not smoking? 
Usually smoking. Yeah. No, yeah, it was killing me. And we had a bungalow. And so the smoke would, if she was smoking in the living room, it was the sunken living room. So the, the you know, the smoke would sit there for, for quite a while. Didn't have fans back then, no. I guess. Anyway, so she would have on 80s country music. And it was, uh, whenever I hear it now, it takes me right back. Oh, yeah. You know, I, and I had a great childhood. Does Is there a song that, that kind of transports you? Back to the 80s? Well, no, back to the back to a moment where you like, you hear the song and you go, bam, I'm like I'm right back. Like the floodgates open up. Oh, I've got so many of those. So I have some kind of in, uh, you know, kind of high school days, junior high days, like Def Leppard, any, you know, pour some sugar on me, Armageddon. Any of that, that album right there, oh, that was that. A that seminal work. Transports me always. Just as soon as I hear it, I'm like back in the day. I'm thinking high school all the time. Anytime it comes on the radio, I I kill myself. So laughing. rocket, remember that yeah. you know the the big percussion totally. element. So I'm in my friend's 1980 Camaro, T roofs, you know, suns out, no guns out because well we didn't have guns back then. We wore muscle shirts, but no muscles, and we're driving around and he's playing it on his. He had a Sony deck, like Pioneer speakers, and like an Alpine amp. And I remember we're 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 bad apples, oh. no question. We are bad. Shock and awe there, Rick. <laughs> and we're driving around. And for for some reason, I thought, yeah, we we got the world by the tail. Oh. We just go get it. Just Loving go get life. it. Get it. Uh, same with uh, Twisted Sister, We're Not Going to Take It. That's another one that back in the day draws me back. The most reason it does was because I was doing a high school, I think it was a grade nine. We were doing a band trip exchange. So their, their group came to visit us. We went to visit them. It was in Penticton. And so we were getting... And host homes, and I'll never forget the guy that was my host home. So uh, our band had um, curfews because we were the visiting band, so our teacher really enforced it. So I'll never forget. Uh, we were out. We were listening you seem to Twisted. You like an ex-band I do person. feel a bit trumpet, Rick. Yeah. Trumpet. I, 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 I mm-hmm. think clarinet, actually. Yeah. I, I, I saw he's a clarinet guy, but whatever. No, I got you. And it was like, yeah. And I, like one day you'll have to pick out your flute and just give me a old... Like that thing's top shelf. Don't oh, let when we start jamming, oh, it's, just, it's it's just gonna. Like I think uh, at some point people are gonna just say, "Hey, would you just quiet and down?" Mission Hill's gonna ask for a concert. Well, series. I mean, amphitheater is probably not big enough seating. Won't even host seating it. Have to be the Prospera place yeah. there. I think so. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did you? Have yeah, I had a story there, and um, so my my host student, I decided to go out that night. I had curfew and out partying, and I'll never forget. All of a sudden, at two in the morning. Uh, I'm in the pullout couch in the basement, and all of a sudden the you know door opens, crashing through the garage door, and obviously he's home late and completely intoxicated, completely hammered. I can't. Slides bl- in the bed beside me, and all all he has is hot kokanee breath. Oh, and not the fish, just beer, just oh. hot beer. Oh, and I will never, I have never been able to smell kokanee beer again. Like it's the worst ever. You know what? It, it's when band people, band participants go rogue. Oh. Like, that's what I think happens. It's just, it's you Dive insane. into the kokanee pail, and then all of a sudden, band concerts get canceled. It's just, just canceled. Tragic. What is your legacy? Is it Irish? Scottish? Yeah, it is it's Irish. One of the two. It is Irish. There's a bit of Welsh and Scottish in there, too, but it's primarily Irish. Oh, Lanigan would have been. Well, Lanigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a little bit of the Irish lilt? I sure do. Absolutely. Do you, if you went over there, would you be able to... There's like, a homestead over there. Apparently, I've never visited it. So it comes from my mom's side. Were you banned? Uh, oh, 
Uh, well, I haven't been there, so uh, I'm not quite sure yet. I, I think when I get to the border, I'll find out quickly. Well, 100 meters is usually. Yeah, anyway. that's where they get a little bit. I'm a little scared to take the ancestry, you know, so DNA test. You haven't been over there no, yet? No, I've never been to Ireland. Would love to go one day. And uh, I, because like I said, there's a homestead over there that I guess is kind of quite a few generations back. Can you lay claim to it? Uh, that's a great question. I do not know the answer to that. So you might, but I would. Let's get serious. You may or may not have land. I'd be like, in Europe. here. I would just be like, you know. So you could go up over to Ireland, yep. squat, and and basically somebody'd say, "Get off, get off my land," and you'd say, "No, <laughs> no." Unless they're from the IRA, then that would probably be a bit bit of a different discussion. But but I I do think you might have a claim. I I'm pretty I'm Rick I'm. I'm going. Like I'm, now I'm, I'm no financial confident. planner, but I think if you have land and a house on it, you should go get it. Like if you wanted to leave like right away, that'd be fine. Too. Are you asking me to be an on location reporter in Ireland? You know what? I would like to go to Ireland. I do. I, I've discovered this about myself. I love cycling through a country. I think it's yeah. the best way to see it. And uh, but Ireland, apparently the roads, not good, wet, lots of hills. Oh, yeah. But the pubs are amazing. But I can see it now. Ricker on the road. I can see wow. that. And, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a name that's trademarked, friend. So not that you're an advocate for child labor. I'm not saying you are. But your children started working at a very young age. Uh, Six. <laughs> so... But I remember seeing uh, Caden yeah. at, at Green Bay working her tail off yes. in the food and beverage side Correct. of things and thinking, good on her. She wasn't excited about said work. Um, but is that something that you've instilled in the family that they, they should start, you know, and I don't know if it's paid or not paid. I, I don't care about that. But she was doing something. She had to be somewhere some at some time. Yes. Uh, high value there. So Green Bay has a great program. It's their leadership training. So they, it's so it's unpaid. And it's just really student leadership training programs. So they teach them not only raw skills on, you know, whether it's cleaning or whatever. But also they walk them through some leadership uh, processes and development as well. So that was a super high value uh, for us as a family, just going, hey, there's something. And then, you know, as you know, uh, with young daughters, the as soon as they go, man, I would love something from Aritzia. And you go, yeah, I can only afford one of those a year. Mm -hmm. uh, then they're like, man, I got to earn some money. So then I highly encourage, whether it's babysitting or whatever, delivering papers. The delivering papers route didn't go so hot. In no, the that plan. would. Uh, that yeah. was not. We because you end up doing. It. Yeah, we did that. And then I said, this is not fun. Yeah, this I had is a double bagger when I worked for Calgary Herald. Rode my bike. Oh, Great yeah. story with a bulldog. Did you uh, did you wear it across your forehead like the the band across your no, forehead? No, I had it, I had the neck hole in the oh, bag, okay. so I flipped it and then you flip it on your bike so you could pedal. Yeah. That must cause a lot of shoulder and and I'm neck still damage. paying for that, Rick. I'm still yeah. paying for that. But I do think that there's something to be said for when when my child, and now he's no child anymore, 18-year-old, but he's Jack started working on his own stuff. And, yep. and what I found interesting is he couldn't pick a towel off the floor if I mentioned it, I don't know, 16 times. <laughs> but if he worked for someone, oh. he was very diligent. Like he knew this is not, this is not family. This is like, I actually have a set of expectations and he fulfilled them. And 
And I think that starts to uh, thankfully leak into the home where they go, yep. oh, okay. So there is expectations for just being a human. Oh, absolutely. And like the older my daughter got, so she just got her N here just a, a few weeks ago. And I said, hey, if you're going to take the responsibility for a car, which is l- large, like you, you got to let's trickle that back to your bedroom, how you're handing around the house. Like there's some cleaning that you need to do. There's some tidy, mm-hmm. like those things, all the small things are indicators of the big things. So if you want to manage that, then let's manage the small stuff. So that maturity of then like she has a job now that she works quite a lot throughout the week and she's there is a high expectation for her so you're you're not wrong that and i think there's a trickle down back to the house so with my child borrowing a vehicle from me i said let's go through this again every time he drives it uh we always go through this little exercise and it's just a mental exercise i say okay where do you and your sister fit in my in my love scale and he goes really quite high dad and i said okay where's the car and he goes, just just like two, maybe one or two notches below that. And I said, and and you know what, Jack, some days the lines blur, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I gotcha. if, if, you know, you don't want to live for the rest of your life in Albania, really think about borrowing the car. And, and, and generally speaking, I'd say two out of three times he doesn't. Which is great because because then we have an expectation, don't we? Yeah, that's so good. But yeah. I guess most people are asking right now, Rick, where do I fit on your love scale? And you yeah. don't even need no, shh, you don't even need to answer it. I'm pretty sure I know. We're on the like. 16th floor. <laughs> so jumping off the last issue, mm. well, it wasn't an issue. It was more of a thought. It was a, a point of reflection. Well, a goalpost, if you will. And a, a playing field. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a spectrum. No, you can't use spectrum. Anyway, you have. (laughs) You are a wordsmith. I'll keep going. You, you. uh, Has anyone ever told you that you uh, look like no? (laughs) If it's opposite day, anyway. um, If you wouldn't mind sharing with us. I had so many names to call you, but I'm like, I got to let Rick go here. A piece of news from uh, the government of British Columbia. Of all. Well, did they call you directly? Did you, did you answer the fact, bad phone? They did call me directly. I don't did like they? to talk about it. Yeah, I spoke really? with Maureen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we and say what was, Maureen does? Uh, Victoria. Well, so, uh, you know, uh, my present business, we had gone through a bit of, uh, we're going through a significant renovation, a bunch of different things are going on. So uh, in COVID, we haven't been able to gather like we normally have. So um, we've had to do some rollbacks in our staffing map and so some layoffs. So I needed to extend the layoff. It's called a variance. So you have to apply to the government to extend the variance. You have to get 51% of employees that are laid off to agree to that if you want to extend because hmm. in uh province of british columbia temporary layoff is only 13 weeks maximum so if you need to go past that you either can recall employees terminate employees or uh, employees can move on that's the option but employees have to accept uh, a layoff scenario so just okay. the update on employment okay. standards and um so we applied to extend the variance and or pardon me applied for a variance to extend layoff and so it was a complicated uh, scenario, to say the least. In the conversation, ultimately, we were able to get accepted, which we were very thankful for. Uh, but uh, Maureen noted to me that one of the biggest requests is not extensions on uh, layoff scenarios for variances. It's rather that many companies are struggling so hard right now to find employees that they're asking for exceptions to hire younger workers below the age of 14, like 12 and 13. And she said it's a tension point for them because they 
they don't want to necessarily do that, but the options for especially small business owners uh, is very, very difficult because that minimum wage just isn't, it's just not a, a living wage for anybody. So you're not going to get somebody who's like, you know, a, a family-based individual or maybe a single parent that is going to be able to step into that and actually function or make money. And so like even my daughter, she was working at a retail outlet in the mall where it was just base minimum wage. And and she was even finding that hard for herself, just like she's driving a car now, gas money, that kind of stuff. So she went to one where there was tips because that multiplied her her uh, revenue uh, exponentially that she's like, I, I can't not do that, right? So it's really interesting to me. Well, the interesting part for me is, you know, I've talked to numerous business owners and they're saying minimum wage, if you actually looked at the model, and there's certain people that, you know, they, they need more of a living wage. But then if people are, are new, they don't have a skill set yet, they're still learning, within the first year, pay them less than minimum wage in order to afford the senior people who you're, mm. you know, they need to pay for homes and, and groceries. And sometimes the younger people coming into the pipeline, they're living at home and there's a smaller set of circumstances or responsibilities for them. So there's just, there is a lot of um, talk around minimum wage. Does it help or hinder? And, and for me, and just anecdotally, a hundred percent, if there was a scale yeah. that somebody could follow to say, okay, I'm going to hire more people in the pipeline so that when they do come of age and they, they are, you know, actually functioning members for us, they get this wage and I will pay them that no problem. Yeah. And, and I do think the minimum wage thing is, is one of those things where it's, it's just so over the top. It's, it's sweeping in its, uh, it, it, it makes a business think I'm going to hire less people like, because I can't hire junior people anymore. I can't hire young people. I have to, cause they have a minimum threshold. Anyway, your, house has gone up in value exponentially since you purchased it feel bad about that are we allowed to <laughs> are we allowed to plead the fifth in this? uh i no. think that's a u.s thing it's a it is a u.s thing but i think yeah. people in canada want to use that sometimes but i think your house would be in the same category i think the question was directed value. at you mr lanigan yes i no. there's this is it's two sides right so one is you're very grateful that, you're appreciative uh, yeah yes. appreciative that the value has arisen uh you know it the the flip side of that and the other side of my life is working with those that uh you know are are um at risk of homelessness or homeless and you know it you, you think of that at risk portion isn't necessarily the person with the shopping cart or that's kind of sitting on the side of the road it's those families those individuals that cannot have a uh, capacity to get a higher wage and so they're struggling and so that has created so much more tension with uh, affordability with even the hopes of like hey can I get into a home even when my so I've got some uh, kids that are in their 20s and they they're like how do we even afford a house like what are we supposed to do right and and so I think in the North American mindset we've always been bigger you know, uh, taller, uh, more. And, uh, you know, it makes me kind of look to other countries, the Swedens, the, the Denmarks where it's small, you know, people are much more family focused perhaps as far as doing that. And I go, you know, maybe there's some solutions there that ultimately we may not have an option. We have to 
push there. So it's a it's a both and for me. I'm very grateful. And you know, if I want to do some renos, then I have some equity in my house, which is fantastic. But uh, I go if I hadn't bought into my place sooner, I, I don't know what I would do now. Because I think, it, especially with interest rates going up, you're going to have a lot of people that apparently are on the razor's edge for will they be able to afford you know the next. 20, well, the next increase, which is probably looming on the horizon. And I, I wonder too, that because everybody was jumping in, like, I wonder how many people are actually going to have, you know, a very poor outlook when it comes to interest rate rises. Oh yeah. And then it's, I think if it was just interest rates, then I, I think people are like, it's bad, but you're, you're, we're talking food, we're talking fuel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're talking, uh, you know, individuals who are are struggling on so many different levels that it it's so complicated and it's, it's, it's created much more anxiety than just, hey, interest rates are going up a half point or whatever. It's, and, and I think rather people are like, okay, I'm, I got less money for food, less money for gas. My kids, expend, you know, what am I going to do this summer? I can't go on vacation, you know, and all those things happen or the debt just grows. I think we'll, we can have another session on just uh, financial planning yep. with uh, Lanigan and Madison. Oh, Right. Still seats available. <laughs> Listen, it's no, just... No, but When you move through the Okanagan, don't you feel lucky when you get to uh, golf? Like, do you ever get to golf anymore? Oh, yeah. Like, No, you don't. I don't. I, I rarely do. But I love playing said game of golf. Like, I, I love it. And anytime I get to do the Okanagan, honestly, next level. <laughs> Do you think, like, does it make you feel poorly? Like, because I know you don't swing them very often. I'm sure you're athletically gifted. Oh, but um, but I've heard this, that people don't want to play with somebody good. Like, I don't know, like me. If if Sorry, they, if, 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 no, I'm just, I'm just using a, like an example. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, just like a placeholder. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay, that helps. Yeah. So, but they feel like, well, I don't know if I can golf in, in, uh, in the same realm and, and to be to be honest, I don't know many golfers that worry about the rest of the group. And if they do, I don't think I'd want to golf with them. No, I don't either. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Because I'll, it's, yeah. Although to be to be fair, I do love it when people throw clubs. <laughs> that actually has brought me joy. Oh, it's just many a day when I can just. It doesn't matter how bad I'm playing. I'll just I'll eat that all day. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't been able to uh, witness like club throwing into the the pond or the water hazard or anything else i've heard it's happened but i really want that for me like i i, I feel like i'd be winning a lottery ticket. oh that is like you're winning a lottery ticket. i've been in said groups when that's happened and really? it's absolutely delightful and then i uh, if i were to be honest i might just kind of you know slightly add a little just a little pressure in there just to kind of maybe think about it a bit more like ooh, that club you know just just a few little things there too are like should we do a kp you know anything that i can i don't even care if i get the kp i just want to see what's going to happen see that's what i do is is when someone's having a rough time like say on an airplane and i i just suddenly say you know what really bugs me like super bugs me is when they spell your name wrong in the obituary i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is the worst. It's so bad. And, and apparently that doesn't go over well. Like a lot of people are like, you don't understand. I, I'm going through a lot here. And I'm like, Get, tell me, tell me exactly what's going on. Cause I, I'm, I know I'm grinning right now, but that just means that I'm, I want to help. Do many people tell you that 
often when you when you joke that's what people think it's <laughs> I think I think part of the time I don't care. You, you know, know, I've sensed you know, that. And yeah, I, when we've golfed together, I've sensed I that. I want to care more. Yeah. Now I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, when I get up in the morning, I'm like, today's the day. Today you're gonna switch her around. But oh, it's not today. It's not today. <laughs> it's like you wake up and go, oh, let's do that tomorrow. <laughs> so when you're up on stage at Trinity Baptist, do you ever feel like rolling out like a really good joke and it might be offensive to some but you must get in trouble hey you gotta get in trouble listen anytime you get in front of a mic the way you think or on a stage you have to be there has to be a level of maturity because there is you know you have to realize especially when you're in in kind of a faith community demographic you've got all ages all experiences so you kind of got to aim down the middle of the fairway because if you try and go too far one side or the other it will not finish well well like most of your jokes but you don't you don't know until you try that's and i think true. that's the key i think you've attended a bit of a christmas eve gathering one or twice and yeah. so Often I've hosted at the beginning there. I try and use rather than I'm not a joke teller more than I'm a storyteller. Your yeah, storyteller comes out of the experience of engaging with somebody or whatever. Then I then I try and look for the humor within that rather than trying because I think as soon as you try and state a joke, there's so many factors. Well, then you that, own it. Yeah, and then so Versus. rather if something just comes out of that experience, which is a bit of like Danger Bay, because then you got to be careful what you say, how you say. You is that make a Canadian sure you show? That. Listen, Danger Bay was probably the worst Canadian show. Like the Beachcombers was a show. Oh, Relic? Danger Bay? But remember back in the day when you had that show, Beachcomber, and it was like literally a lost log was the premise of the show. The whole show. And you see, you know, Peaky Blinders to Suits to all this stuff, and you have all these convoluted storylines merging into each other. And and this one was, will Relic get to the log before the ship hits it? Or not. Yeah, like that was the simple life we grew up with. That was simple. And then they would advertise craft singles between every every commercial break. It was that or the littlest hobo. Yeah, yeah. And and. Who and came up with that name, the littlest hobo? He's just a little one. He's just a little. Who's a the, little hobo? The, <laughs> who's a little hobo? That, the options weren't that great. So when video hits with Stu Jeffries came out, then. Oh, slow. boom. That was. But the beauty was back in the day, Dukes of Hazard. you know, they would they would take off. They'd never quite show the landing. Nope. Because, uh, well, a, a car that's going accordion um, apparently doesn't make for great television because Bone Luke Duke. <laughs> they were they were a little you know one tool shorter. Well, they're just a good old boys. Listen, this has been a hoot. Um, and and you know what, I if people were saying I'm going to listen to the Rick and Friends show and, and pick up a few tidbits today, <gasps> you're better off listening to that John Tash character. I would say so because yeah. there's not going to be a whole lot of he's got a whole content team here today. of writers though. Yeah, like to be fair, I mean. John has reached, and he plays a beautiful piano. Oh, it's wonderful. And let's be honest, he needs a team of writers, because I'm not sure yeah. there's a whole lot of free willy there. I don't think he's uh, he's got, like, he's not like an onion. I don't think there's a lot of layers there. I think he's a musician, great ex-host of, of E.T., I mean, with Mary Hart. Oh, totally. John Tesh, Mary Hart. And I can't get him out of that realm. Like, when an album comes out you. with John Tesh. But, like, if we... I don't run down to the If we cracked store. open our flute and trumpet... <sighs> Like then it's then we're getting Teshanian levels, are we not? 
You know what? I I worry that if we released a clip to the internet, oh done, I, like it's breaking the internet. Oh, it's gonna. I I'm certain the views alone on YouTube. I think we'll get a call from Yo-Yo Ma oh, saying, cut it out. Already You're did. cutting into my Already sense. did. Just looking at you, though, Rick, I think a lot of people are wondering, I, I don't think you've ever had a hole-in-one, eh? Just by the... It's a bit of a sore spot. Thanks for uh, no, releasing just, well, that wound time, to the yeah. public. But uh, I, I think it's partly because I never wanted one. <laughs> you know, I just, I aim a little bit part away from the hole because I want to play the whole hole. That happens in all the holes every time I... <laughs> There's never a chance. Maybe play with your flute. Is this? Oh, are you crossing over? <laughs>